Say yes to opportunities that will serve you and make you better. Say no to things that are just going to wear you out and steal your joy. Hey everyone, and welcome to Sports Artie Snippets. I'm Liz Waluka, a registered dietitian and board certified specialist in sports dietetics. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you a sports dietitian guest that will share advice, insight, and rewards of the profession. Snippets of their own career path to becoming a sports RD. Hey everyone, welcome back to season four of Sports RD Snippets. We are starting off in standstill traffic. <laughs> I was on my way to work and uh, there it's really icy today in Connecticut. And I've never been in a standstill. And I've been in a standstill for over an hour on the highway. So hoping it's not like the one that was in Virginia where people were on their in their cars for... Oh, we're moving. We're moving. Are we moving? I don't know. Oh, we're moving. <laughs> we're moving. But anyways, Happy New Year, everyone. Are we Are we looking forward to better days ahead? I know COVID's still here, but... I think it did catch us a little off guard and it was a little bit frustrating but I think I mean I don't know if this is like worst case like maybe it's just seasonal maybe it just affects us you know December through March and then we can enjoy our lives April through December I mean that's not great either but if we can just have it not surprise us that'd be great um but yeah, I mean, I didn't know how much time I was going to have to record episodes because um, you're just working full-time as a sports dietitian. But four of our basketball games got canceled these past two weeks, and so it has opened up a little bit of time. And so as much as that is disappointing, I'm really happy to be here and uh, talking to you guys right now and um, bringing you content. So thank you so much for listening. To everyone new that's following along on Instagram, thanks for being here any suggestions you have, any sports dietitians or topics that you want to hear, please DM me. Um, any feedback you have would be amazing. And yeah, hope everyone is doing well out there. I know it's been a long two, three years, um, but I think we're going to come out on the other side and we're really good at adjusting and we've gotten some great skills from this, but this needs to be over. It is 2022 and COVID-19 is in 2019 so um yeah happy new year and super excited so let's jump in i am so excited to have jana heitmeyer on today's episode of sports rd snippets season four new year jana just keeps the conversation real. She has such great advice for anyone that wants to avoid burnout and most importantly, take control of your happiness in 2022. If you're not doing that yet, it's about time. But yeah, Jana just has such great advice. And if you're looking for some serious inspiration today, this episode is for you. Jana Heitmeyer has served as the University of Georgia Athletic Association Director of Sports Nutrition since September of 2017. In March of 2019, she was elected to act as one of nine members of the Collegiate and Professional Sports Dietitians Association Board of Directors. 
Before coming to Georgia, Heitmeyer was the director of sports nutrition at both Baylor University and the University of Missouri. Also at Missouri, she served as an assistant director of strength and conditioning from February of 2006 to January of 2007. Heitmeyer received a bachelor's in science from Kent State University in 2003, where she was a four-year letter winner in gymnastics, before going on to earn her master's of education and bachelor's of science in dietetics at the University of Missouri. She has two sons, Gage, eight, and Zayden, four. One of them will be joining us today. Let's jump in and let's meet Jana. Hi, Jana. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you. What's going on in your world? We got a um, national championship game on Monday. National championship game on Monday. So football and all the staff is leaving on Friday. Wow. And uh, we're coming back with the win. I, I, it's in there. It's happening. I can feel it. So hopefully Tuesday will be a great celebration over here. Yes, for sure. Well, I was like, should we predict the score or is that going <laughs> to... I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the dogs, so I mean, I'm on your side, but I'm going to guess reverse of the, the um, was it the SEC championship game? It was, and that's what I'm thinking, too. I think that there's just, I don't feel like it's possible for us to repeat that. It's going to be kind of like Michigan. We're going to come back and just blow. Let's go. Out of the wire. That's my goal. Yeah. Go dogs. Go dogs. What else is going on in your world? Do you have a special guest next to you today? I do have a special guest next to me. Um, Zayzay's here with me today. He's helping me. So as we all navigate this world of COVID, our daycare consistently closes a lot. And so he comes to work with me a lot. And so he's currently carrying around a clipboard and writing notes down so that he can, you know, we can brief on those later. So he's just noticing anything that I don't notice and writes that down for me. Zay's going to um, join in on the rapid fire later, everyone. So uh, just uh, stay tuned so you don't miss that. <laughs> It'll be the highlight. <laughs> okay, write me notes. So yeah, I was trying to think like, I feel like I've always known you, Jana, and I don't know if I've made this up of how we met, but I think I was talking to Annie Hogan-Larry right when I started at UConn, and I had a question about like an eating disorder app. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes, I do remember that. I remember talking to you about that. You did. She was, like, called, she was like, called Jana. And I was, and I just, I feel like it was such a random phone call, but I remember being like, <laughs> I don't know. I was probably just like a crazy young dietitian, just like so nervous. And I was like, Jana, like, can you help me? <laughs> I think it was, I think it was also a time when I was in the thick of a couple different cases like that too. And so it was just like, okay, <laughs> let me just brain dump on you and maybe it'll help both of us at this point. Yeah. But I was like, I have no idea if I made that up, but I'm just going to go with that because that's. No, I think that. And I think the first time I met you actually in person was the first business leadership workshop. Weren't you in that with me? Oh, right. Okay. Because I was like, I feel like I've totally like talked to you before, but I just didn't. Yes. We were partners for some activity. Yes, 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 yes. The newspaper thing. the assignment. It was was about like standing up for yourself or something. (laughs) It was. I don't remember either, but uh, it was very important. Yes, <laughs> it was very important. All right, let's jump in. Can you take us to your career path up until this point where you started and where you are today? Yes, and I feel like a lot of people have said this on your podcast too. I've had a very strange career path. Um, I actually started in, I know, I, I was a late comer to nutrition in general. So I started in strength and conditioning um, and I was hired as a graduate assistant in 2004 at the University of Missouri and thought that 
that's what I was really wanting to do. And I wanted to go to grad school for nutrition, but that I, I, I didn't know anything about an RD. I'd never heard of dietetics. I didn't know anything other than like the term nutritionist. I didn't know what any of that meant. And so when I was hired on full-time at the University of Missouri, I asked, well, my job was to take over the person's spot that was before me. And his job was to order the Powerade and the Gatorade. I think at the time it was like the Go Shakes. And so that was our nutrition department. And I remember when I took the job asking, like, can we start doing some nutrition education, like just some little stuff and, you know, do some different things to try and help educate the athletes. And my boss, which was Pat Ivy at the time said, absolutely. And so I literally went back to like Nancy Clark's sports nutrition guidebook and was like going through the chapters. And I was like, protein. Okay. I'm gonna write down some important points of protein. And I would take it on like an index card out to the football team. And we would do breakdowns at the end of every running workout. And I would give them nutrition education. And that's literally where we started for that part of it. Um, eventually, as we fast forward, the department actually formed at the University of Missouri in 2007, um, the department of me, and it was still under strength conditioning. I'm pretty sure my official title was assistant coordinator of weights and film in HR. Uh -huh. Whatever, it's fine. Um, and then I had gone back to school. I don't even remember when it was. I went to the very first before CPSDA was CPSDA. It was in Nashville. And I remember talking to like Allison Maurer was there, Amy Friel, Bragg was there. And I remember talking to them about what do I need to do? And it was pretty much like, you can't do anything until you go back and get your RD. So I left that conference, went back and was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going back to school. So I talked to my boss. I don't recommend going to school full-time while working in strength conditioning, but whatever, you do what you got to do. So I did that. I finally graduated five years later and then was the director of strength conditioning and lies, the director of sports nutrition and also doing strength conditioning. So I did both of those jobs for a couple of years. Um, in 2015, I left and went to Baylor University and became their director of sports nutrition. And then in 2017, I left there and went here, came to Georgia, and I've been here ever since. Wow. That's amazing. I know. Don't, don't do that. Here's what I would suggest for everyone out there. This is my advice. Don't be like Jana. Decide what you're going to do Why? the first time so you, because you don't want to have 75 degrees. <laughs> Wait, what you I have say? two undergrads. I have two undergrads. I have a master's degree. I have strength conditioning certifications from multiple places. I have sports nutrition stuff. So it's just, you know, you're a maybe you should just pick one thing. No, I know, I know. No, I mean, that's one thing. Like, I don't have a strength and conditioning background at all. And I feel like, was that, I'm sure like you're saying it wasn't the right, like you wish you maybe did something sooner than later, but being a strength coach and a dietitian, I'm sure the buy-in was just like, was it pretty immediate? Or, I mean, that has to be like so helpful for you every single day. Very much so. And I think the biggest thing that I've noticed before, I mean, my bosses were the director of strength conditioning. So I was always part of the strength staff. So I never understood when dietitians would say things like, we don't get along with our strength staff. We don't know how to communicate with them. We can't build our relationship hmm. as well. And I was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then honestly, I came to University of Georgia and I was like, oh, now I see because it is a separate department and neither person, like neither group of people was understanding what the other one wanted, but it was very easy and comfortable for me to go down there and just be like, Hey, here I am. Let's talk about what you need and what we need. And it definitely helped. I think. Do you have any advice actually for anyone that is feeling like it's nutrition and strength conditioning. And it's like two different islands where obviously we need to work together for somebody that maybe doesn't have that background. Is there any advice on what they can do? I tell my staff all the time that we always have to be the people that are going to take a step forward. Like always humble yourself and get rid of your ego and go down there and ask them questions and just be present with them and 
have casual conversation and the more comfortable they are with you, the more they're going to realize what you have to bring to the table because they don't know. I mean, strength conditioning has been around forever and that was their job too, was to do nutrition. And then we're coming in like, no, we can do this job. And they're kind of like, yeah, I hear you, but eh, you're not here and you're not around and you're not at every practice and you're not at the lifts. And so it's so hard. And it's just, I think the more comfortable they get with you and the more that they see that you can be a helpful tool for them, the easier it is for them to buy into what you're trying to do too. For sure. So at Georgia, you oversee how many dietitians? Five, six, seven? So we have, well, okay. So Collier is over in charge of our football program. Okay. And there's one other assistant over there. And so they are separate from the Olympic side. So within, on our side, we have four full-time dietitians and currently we have a SNP and then a part-time as well. So we have a total of six full-time people. Wow. Do you oversee everyone? I do not oversee football. So we are separate. So she reports directly to the football staff. She's part of that staff. And so our Olympic side is completely separate from them. They have their own budget. They have their own location. They have their own, they do kind of their own stuff. So we just collaborate when needed. So if we're ever sharing a space or sharing meals or we share our body composition equipment, we just make sure we collaborate, but she's great. We have a great relationship. She'll come over to our staff meetings. We collaborate on a lot of things. We share ideas and call each other up and say for the love. (laughs) And it just, it just helps to be able to do that. (laughs) No, that's really nice because I think sometimes if it is separate, people think like, oh, like, you know, they, I I think there are some departments where they never see each other, you know, and that really Mm -hmm. kind of scares me. So I think it's, it's, you, you have to make an effort to, it shouldn't even be an effort. I feel like having a colleague or someone that you can, you know, ask questions for, but also like, you're on the same team, regardless of like who you kind of report to. So, and right or wrong, I don't know. I feel like that's the way that football is headed right now, anyways, is that there's a dietitian tied to the football coach and you're seeing it more and more. So then it becomes, I think, partly our job, partly their job of just how can we also help them continue to grow and not get pigeonholed into a certain spot, but also, you know, they can learn from us and we can learn from them. And just being able to collaborate and offer that ear, if nothing else, I think right. helps. Right. So can you talk about your role of overseeing at least six dietitians on the Olympic side or just um, like, how do you manage that many people? I have a, I think that's the good part. I have had two really great bosses before I got here. Um, When I was underneath Pat Ivey at Missouri, he really taught me as did our athletic director and all of our senior staff, really how to be an administrator, like to think like an administrator, think big picture, think collaboration. And that was a really big push when we were there. It was just like collaborative units, integrated surfaces, everything was like intertwined together. So we learned a lot. I think I learned a lot at that point of just how to run a department, both from watching him, but then also being pushed to do that, even though I didn't have one at the time, just watching him and learning and seeing how he did it. Weekly staff meetings, um, interactions that he had with administrators, the way he did stuff with boosters. I mean, just different things that we were trying to do. And then when I went to Baylor, I was underneath Kaz Kazadi and he's amazing from the standpoint of he takes your strengths and lets you be you to do your job. And because he allows that and doesn't try to force you to conform into what he wants you to be, you really have a chance to like really get to know yourself and how you're going to succeed. So I really took pieces from both of them and really came in the first day and was like, I am not a micromanager. The teams that you have are the teams that you have come to me. If you have problems, I want to be the backup for you. But my ultimate goal as your boss is to make sure that you are happy and you are comfortable and you can succeed and you want to stay here. And then the teams and all the coaches and things like that, that comes secondary to me in terms of running the staff. So it's always going to be 
a family first. I want your life to matter. This is not the end all be all is kind of our philosophy here. So if there's things like, hey, I want to get away for the July 4th weekend. Well, there's 700 of us. So guess what? See you later. I mean, just being able to allow people to have that space and time to, to be is just, I think, really beneficial. So that's how I run the department. I, if you have work to do, great, get it done. I'm not going to micromanage, but I'm going to hold you accountable to what you said you were going to do and what our standards are for our department. But I'm also going to support you if you're like, listen, I'm burnt out. Cool. Then let's rearrange some stuff. Or I'm not fitting with this team very well. I'm going to put personalities with coaches and we're going to find the best fit so that everybody's happy and it doesn't feel like work. Laughing if there's a job opening right now at the University of Georgia, I feel like everyone's like, I want to apply. <laughs> me, me, I want to come there. That's amazing. Do you find because you oversee six different people, different personalities, like has that been not like a challenge, but has that been like a good challenge over the years to learn, like, you know, if someone's struggling, do they know to reach out or like can you see their strengths and their weaknesses? Like, how do you kind of help guide them, but also give them that autonomy, like you're kind of talking about? Well, I'm this is the part that it was really interesting for me. So when I, I mean, I've had an assistant at both the places that I was at, but it was like one and we were, did everything together. It was pretty much like we both did football and then we just split the teams and got like, if you could do soccer today, great. If you can do soccer tomorrow, then that's great too. And when I came here, it was the first time I actually had a staff. And it's also the first time I've actually only been nutrition. And so it was hard for me at first because I couldn't get out of the, I have to be here all the time even for no reason mentality. And so that was hard for me to adjust to that. But I think just if you're doing your job as a dietitian and you're around your athletes, you start to pick up on body language and you start to pick up on actions and the way things are doing. So I think that translated to the staff, just how are they reacting in staff meetings? How are they talking about stuff when I'm checking in with them? What's their body language and mannerisms? Cause you know, you're the boss and people are scared of you and they don't want to tell you stuff a lot of times because they feel stupid or scared or whatever it is. And I think that once they get comfortable with like, I'm not judging you, like we're here to share and collaborate. So if you're having a problem, let me be the person that takes care of that for you so that you can just do your job that you enjoy. So if someone's harassing you, you know, so I, we have a good relationship now in our staff where a lot of times some of my assistants will say, Hey, you need to talk to this person. I've noticed this a lot lately. And I'll be like, okay, yeah. Or even from the strength staff side, it'll be like, Hey, can you talk to this dietitian? Because I noticed they seemed really down today, or I just had a conversation. It was kind of a little bit tougher with them today. So you might want to follow up. So I'm getting it from all areas. Now athletic training helps me. Strength conditioning helps me. I'm rarely in the office. I'm not an office person. I just like to be around. And so just in text wise, I'll just, I'll look at them. I'm like, mm, how are you? Why do your face look like that? Let's sit down and have a conversation. Yeah. Tell me about this team right now. What's going on. And they're like, Oh, bleh. you know, so it's been good. I like that of using your other staff members to help, you know, make the person not like feel better, but just, just kind of using your, your staff to your advantage. To yeah. Sure I mean, you're just, well, I'm not going to tell my boss, like, I'm not going to tell my direct boss, everything that's going on. But if some, you know what I mean? Like it, it helps sometimes to have someone else say, Hey boss, this person's been struggling because whatever reason, um, their mom is sick. Okay. Well then it's my job to then to follow up. Like they're going to tell that person to talk about it, but then I can follow up and make them feel like we're here. We care about you. We're paying attention again, just yeah. always trying to like keep our, our finger on the pulse of what's going on so that we're all happy and we all want to stay here. Yes, for sure. And it makes everything easier. Yeah. What about, you know, there likely are new director positions coming out just from your experience from starting at a few different schools. Like what, what would be like a, a mistake that like a new director could make kind of coming into a program? 
thinking that they know everything and can do it by themselves. That's uh, to me, that's the biggest thing. Like I'm going to walk into a new place. And now that I've done it three times, the first thing I'm going to do is get out and go talk to people and figure out who knows what and who I need to talk to and who's the, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to go straight to athletic training. I'm going to go straight to strength conditioning. And I'm going to give, tell me the culture of this place. Tell me what's going on. Tell me what you see we need. Tell me things that I need to know. I just got here. You've been here and relying on their expertise instead of walking in and thinking, this is how we're going to do it. This is how I did it when I was at Missouri and Baylor. So it's going to work here. Okay. Nothing that I've done at either of those places works here. So now it's just a matter of, can you rely on people instead of just yourself? And then you have that at that point, you have an integrated unit that can help you with everything that you're doing. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know if someone brought this up in another interview or someone about like interns coming from other schools and just being like, oh, we did this at Alabama. We did this at Clemson and like maybe under this new director, like that's awesome. But just like, it's like channeling your energy appropriately of like, that's a great idea, but maybe it just looks a little bit different here. So like what you did there is awesome. And, you know, keep that in your toolkit in your back pocket, but, but first understand the culture of where you're, you know, you're working first. Yes, exactly. And just taking a second to sit back and observe like what things have been working, obviously. So what works, what do you feel like you need to change? And then asking people that question, I think helps you a ton instead of just, I'm going to change everything. I'm going to save the world. I'm going to be so present that I say yes to everything. That'd probably be my other thing. Don't say yes to everything as a young director. Really take your time and be conscious about what you're committing to, knowing that like, what's the sustainability portion of it? I would say if anything described our department right now, it's like, we will be sustainable forever. No matter what your life changes are, no matter how old you are, our department is sustainable because of the way we've set it up. And just, I tell them all the time, if you feel like you can't say no, always go back and say, I need to talk to my boss first. And then I'll say no for you. And I can be the bad guy. And you can be like, oh, she said no. <laughs> just oh, we're trying God. to preserve sanity. <laughs> I was just, I just forgot too. like APW, the advanced practice workshop for new directors is like mm -hmm. a place to be. I mean, that saved me from like, just knowing to not say yes to everything. Like, yes, I don't even want to say yes to everything. <laughs> I know. And it's funny because you first start and you do want to, you want to do everything for free and you want to say yes to everything. And then as you start to be in the field for a while and you're like, okay, but now I want to get married and now I want to have kids and I want to be able to do this when I'm 50. Do I really want to get up at four in the morning and work until 9 PM? I'm like, how can I make this work for me? And that's the good part about CPSD in general. They have so many resources to help you get where you want to go, whether it's the toolkit or even the student group of just starting when you're young in the boot camp to be able to say, get you a little taste of it and provide a support system and network. And then APW and lead. I mean, there's so many things that we offer to help you not turn into the person that's 50 working from four to nine. <laughs> Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Don't, don't say yes to everything. I think that is, no, like, just, that. if you can do that, like, I think you just win. Like you can't lose after that. Right. Set the tone. If you're like me, you definitely had athletes who've experienced the annoying gas, bloating, and discomfort that can come after taking some brands of protein powders. As we know, bloating can be a sign that your body isn't processing the powder correctly. And you're likely peeing out most of it because your gut can't absorb it. But with our friends at Momentus, that isn't the case. And this is because they've included a special patent enzyme blend in their whey protein that eliminates gas, bloating, and makes your protein more bioavailable. The enzyme blend in Momentus is called Prohydrolase, and it's been tested in research against other enzymes. It has been proven to actually deliver more amino acids in your bloodstream, which means you fully absorb the protein. 
Don't you want to make sure your athletes are actually getting the protein they're paying for? Momentous definitely does, and your athletes will notice a difference. They won't feel uncomfortable after they take it, and they'll definitely take their recovery to the next level. Go to their website at livemomentous.com and use the code RDSnippets for 20% off your order of $40 or more. That's R-D-S-N-I-P-P-E-T-S. Thank you so much to Momentous for sponsoring this episode. All right, we're going to switch gears. Do you have an embarrassing story to share with us in your early career path or just any funny moment you got? I don't have it. I have never, I don't know it's because I don't get embarrassed because I do embarrassing things every day. It just doesn't embarrass me. So maybe, <laughs> I mean, I've done it all. I've done everything from dropping food all over the place to calling a coach by the wrong name to Ooh, messing cool. up a team talk. Yeah. Where it's literally just like, and coach, I mean, um, okay, I'm going to go. Uh, I, the funniest thing that I can ever remember happening to me was when I very first started, it wasn't to me. It was one of my athletes and I was so confused. He was talking about like, we were talking about vegetables and how to make vegetables. And I was like, well, you just open up a can of green beans and throw it in the microwave. And he came back and he's like, thanks. You burnt my apartment, my apartment down. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you told me to open up the can and put it in the microwave and, and then cook the beans. I'm like, I know. So how did you burn your apartment down? Did you cook it for like 20 minutes? He's like, no, no, no it was a metal can. Okay. Um, I forgot to tell you to dump it out of the bowl. Uh, okay. So noted, but it was just, you know. There's so many things like that, but in terms of embarrassing, I literally, I've done it all. Can you even be embarrassed anymore? I mean, I've been on TV and done weird stuff. I've looked like I've peed my pants from holding water bottles and it's just like all the way down. I mean, come on. Oh my God. You know, um, you know the Mucho app? Mm-hmm. Okay, so in like 2018, that was like presented to me, um, like how to utilize the Mucho app. My boss just left for another job. So you know, when you like need to present something to your supervisor, but they leave and like, it just takes like, you know, a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So maybe like a year and a half goes by and I'm pushing Mucho through. So for anyone that doesn't know, Mucho is a, basically like an app where a dietitian can choose like the location, like a healthier restaurant for athletes to eat, gives them variety, but the athletic department also saves money. So it's like a win-win for everybody. You're not wasting food. So I'm finally at like the last stages of this Mucho thing. I'm ready to present to leadership. So this is like the la- all the ADs, everyone's in the room. I'm dressed nicely and I'm about to present, I'm sitting right next to the athletic director and I, this has never happened to me before. I wasn't even like that nervous, but have you ever gotten like cotton mouth or what's it called when you're what, yes. is that what like the dry mouth <laughs> never has happened. And like, I, I know it sounds silly. I did not have water. Like obviously that was the lesson, like have water, but I couldn't get words out of my mouth. So I'm, I like, I didn't black out, but I was like, I need water. And the athletic director got up and like literally got me water. And I just like blacked out and continued the presentation the good news was that we got mucho passed through and it's we use it but I was just like you know you're just ready to present I wasn't even that nervous and I literally couldn't speak that's never happened to me before so always have water when you're presenting something (laughs) I literally the very first time I remember when I was like literally a GA for strength conditioning and we did a clinic every year at our at our like actual weight room. And I remember the first year he's like, Hey, you're presenting. And the present presentation is 45 minutes long. And you're presenting on this. I don't remember what it was. I was in a, when I tell you, I'm not joking, literal full body sweat, like water running down my face. I was so nervous. And I finished the presentation in 12 minutes. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, so we have a lot of time left. <laughs> Does anybody have any questions? I'm just going to go over here and stop sweating. Thank you. <laughs> just, I mean, what do you do? You're just like, okay, well, 
Right. Exactly. It's like one of those things where it's like, it's not like life altering, but it's just so like unnecessarily embarrassing that you're like, well, screw me. Like that, this is my moment to shine. And I just had cotton mouth and look like a moron. And I look like an idiot, but that's fine. It's whatever. Okay. Moving on. Yes. Any, any good career advice that you've gotten up until this point or something that kind of sticks with you? I mean, I think the, the most important thing anyone ever told me, and so I worked at Missouri when I was, I mean, it was for, I was there 11 years. Mm. And I remember contemplating leaving at that time of just like, do I need to stay or go? Like, I felt like I was at that place of like, if I stay, I'm pretty much going to stay forever. But if I am not, then I need to leave now. Like this is the time I need to do it. And I remember, not yet, he needs his lunch. Um, I remember that... <laughs> my someone told me I can't remember who it was but I feel like it originated at some point from Rob Skinner that you are a four-year wonder with the athletes like I was worrying about like the athletes I was worrying about um them being upset or needing me and not being any having anyone there to like help cover and he literally was like you're a four-year wonder and four years from now like you're trying to sacrifice your own life and your own well-being for athletes that aren't going to be here or probably even remember you four years from now so you need to think about that when you're making decisions, like you do what's best for you. You don't take that into consideration. Like, yes, they need you at this point in time, but they're also going to be fine. And so I was like, okay, ever since then, I was like, okay, you're right. So I don't need to stay all this time. I think I don't they'll need remember you though. They'll remember you. <laughs> we'll go to the gym in a minute. Okay. Zay, do you want to do your rapid fire now? Do you want to do your rapid fire stuff? Hold on. Let me put this on. See if I can turn it. We'll have you go first. You want to do your rapid fire? She's going to ask you questions. Are you ready? Okay. All right, Zay, you ready? 2022, let's go. All right, if you had to choose pizza or pasta, what would you choose? Um, pizza. Can you look at there so she can hear you? Um, pizza. Ooh, good call. What's your favorite type of pizza? What do you um, like on your pizza? Pepperoni pizza. Mm. Yum. What about if you had to choose chips or cookies? Cookies. Gotta say it loud. Cookies. cookies. What type? What kind of cookies do you like? Um, chocolate chip, chocolate chip cookies. Ooh, good. With a glass of milk. Mm -hmm. Of course. He's so uh, responsive. This, this could offend. This could offend mommy. Ready? Mommy's cooking or takeout. Do you like to eat at McDonald's or do you like when better? at McDonald's. <laughs> and there you have it, folks. <laughs> Winning as a mother. <laughs> All right, last question. What do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I want to drive a truck. He wants to drive a truck. Yes, we can make that happen. Cool. I like that. Thanks for, thanks for playing. So you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> we'll be done soon and then mom can get you lunch. We're almost done and then, and then we'll get you lunch, okay? Okay. Yeah. All right. And in, in your office. In my office, yes. We packed some chicken nuggets today with some grapes and carrots. So that's our pizza bites we have today, right? Wow. We They're going all out. I'm fancy. Mom, do we have pizza bites? We do. All right. You ready for your rapid fire? I'm ready. Okay. Would you rather be able to talk to animals or speak all foreign languages? Speak all foreign languages. Really? It would be so fun. You could just go anywhere and you just know, know. them. Like, that would be great. I mean, what are animals really going to tell me? I, I agree. I think it's more useful to have 
you know, be able to speak more foreign languages, but I think I just always want to know what it's like to talk to animals. My staff would definitely also want to speak with animals and they'll be mad at me that I said that. I'm going to have to pull the audience on this one. Yes. <laughs> All right, fill in the blanks. A new RD should always... Continue to educate themselves in whatever way that looks like, whether that's on the culture of the place you're at or it's on, I want to learn about diabetes or you have strange medical issues going on or you don't even know what the food culture is. I mean, just continuing to always ask questions and learn about what's going on. I love it. All right, next fill in the blank. A veteran sports RD should never. <laughs> Work from 4 a.m. to 9 p.m. <laughs> I love it. All right, what's the motto for 2022? You have dirt in your ear. Oh, okay. My motto for 2022 is grace. That's going to be my word of the year of just allowing myself, my athletes, my coaches, the administration, the kids, everybody's going to get a little bit more grace just to allow everyone to be a little bit happier and have a little bit, you know, a little bit more opportunity to continue to improve themselves. No need to be so judgmental to everyone anymore. So we're going to give everybody grace. I love it. I think that's a good one. I think people realize in COVID, like life moves on, everything's going to be okay. It's not the end of the world if, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing. Everything is going to be okay. No matter what you're doing, no matter, <laughs> the other day, I had my vendor for a pregame meal cancel 30 minutes before Stop. they were supposed to show I would have had a heart attack. I, I was, and it was literally just like, you know what? In three hours from now, everything's going to be fine. And it's not going to be that big a deal and it'll make a funny story. But until then, yes, you're going to freak out, but just take a breath and then start one step at a time. Like yeah. just start plotting through, call this person, call that person, whatever, and just keep, keep knocking it through. All right. What advice have you received in your career that you don't believe or agree with? Sorry, this got dark. <laughs> it's okay. Um, probably that I don't know to notice that it was advice and I think that everyone that probably said this advice before would take it back but again I'm going to keep going back to the fact that we don't have to be at everything all the time to make an impact so I'm going to keep football out of it but I am going to say like for teams right now I don't think well I'm going to say that for football you don't have to be at every single lift you don't have to be at every single practice the whole time you don't have to be to the point where everything else is on hold, which then makes all of your work pile up. You know what I mean? Like when you don't have any time doing anything else because you're there, but you're not really there doing anything. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't need to sit and film. And so you do not No, Right. So then I'm thinking like the whole time, if I am sitting in film, cause I had to do that for a while. If I'm sitting in film, there's so many other things I could be doing. Like, why am I sitting in film? I don't even know what's going on in the game. I'm busy doing other things behind the scenes. So just really taking, I think just really knowing when your presence is needed and where you're going to have the most impact and then utilizing that time the best instead of just trying to be there all the time and again going back to the saying yes all the time your ear is dirty okay well let's just wait until we're done and then we'll clean your ear cool okay there yeah so just i think i'm going to keep going back to that over and over again is just the really learning how you can be a most impactful time-wise, presence-wise, capability-wise. Why do people fall culprit to that though? Like why is it like they're not setting the expectation right when they're hired? Is it like they feel pressure because they're new? Like I find 
I mean, I don't really know actually, but like, and when there's all these RDs like burnt out working 90 hours a week, like, I'm just like, how did that happen? Like, is that yes. just like, why is that happening? I think they feel like they have, I have two philosophies. I think they feel like they have to, because they want to feel needed. They want to be the person that people rely on. And then we just stick ourselves into a hole and then we don't know how to get out because that's now the expectation that you've set. And so it's really hard to backtrack from that once you've done that. I also think when people are interns and when they're interning at different places, they're probably working like that to be able to gather as much experience as possible in a short amount of time. And they just think that that's then what's going to happen when they go to their job. Well, I'm going to continue to work like that. I mean, when people ask me, I always ask them, I'm like, what's your strength? They're like, I work hard. Cool. But what does that mean? Well, I'm always going to be there. I don't want you to always be here. I want you to be effective. How are you going to be effective? And then they can't answer that question. So I think it's a lot of like learning that that just be like being effective doesn't mean that you have to be there all the time, that it means that you're actually using your time in a way that an RD would use their time instead of just being in film. Yeah, I like that. So thinking about what what your strengths really are, like why you're a sports dietitian, not just like I work hard, I stop the feeling station. Like you you have to describe yourself a little bit more. Yeah, tell me, like tell, I always ask more. people like, what is, yes. What is your strength? Like what sets you apart? What is you, what are you better at than anybody else in the room? Like, what are you better? And they're always like, uh, I work hard. No, no, that's oh, not an answer. I need something else. You're empathetic. You, you understand how to meet people where they're at, take them where they want to be. Like, that's what you should be saying. Not, oh, I know how to wake up at 4 a.m. and stock Gatorade pretty. Like, yeah, I can find 50 people that can do that. You have an RD degree. What do you use? Like, how? Tell me how you're special. And it's, it's just stuff I think that you learn as you continue through the profession too, of just, I would have said that too. I work really hard. Or I'm a perfectionist. That's, you know, everybody oh, says that stuff. And I'm like, cool. But then you're going to want to cry at work because you need to adapt at all times. <laughs> What's the funniest prank you've ever done or had done to you? Um, right before I left Missouri, um, they saran wrapped my car. And I walked outside and then I opened it up and it was filled with like those packing peanuts. We went <laughs> so so I was like, horrible. <laughs> yes. But that was probably the thing I was just like, <laughs> not funny at the time because I had to go. But then I was like, what? <laughs> What's going on? Zay, this is the last question for mommy. You ready? She has one more question. Okay. Maybe you can answer it too. You ready? Here's the big question. All right. If you could tell your younger Artie self one thing, what would you say? Georgia. Georgia. He would say go dogs. Go dog. I think that is a great answer. I think that's some excellent advice for everyone. Yeah, go dog. Um, I would say one thing I could tell my younger self, don't be afraid to step outside your comfort zone and do something that doesn't seem like it's going to help you. That's my very cryptic answer. Don't be afraid to go to the conference where they're talking about technology and social media. Don't be afraid to, you know, meet the, or say yes to speaking at a place where, you know, it's like a downtown business or something. Like you just never know what's gonna help you in the next step or help you with where you're at. So just saying yes to opportunities that maybe don't always make sense, but could teach you something or help you learn something or get you a little bit further. I love that. That is the energy we need for 2022. Say yes and go for it. Say, well, don't always say yes. Oh, we don't yeah. work four to nine. 
Hey, where'd you go? I think we're back on. We're back on the air. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Say yes to opportunities that serve you. Yes. That's an excellent summary. Maybe that should be my motto for 2022. Say yes to opportunities that will serve you and make you better. Say no to things that are just going to wear you out and steal your joy. <laughs> Mike and you always eat cookies. Mike drop. Eat cookies. <laughs> always eat cookies. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> well, Jen and Zay, thank you so much for your time today. This was so fun. Time to eat some pizza bites and refuel for lunch. Get that door out of the office. I know. And then we have to go play in the gym. We have a very busy yes. day ahead. Go dogs on Monday, ESPN, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Don't That's right. Them. Go dogs. Tell her, go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs> Thanks, Liz. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on Sports Artie Snippets. I hope you found our conversation helpful today. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Share the podcast or tell another sports RD to be or sports dietitian about it. If you can rate and review the podcast, it really helps the show and is much appreciated. Remember to follow along on Instagram at Sports RD Snippets to see what Sports RD guest is featured each week. I'm super excited to bring on my upcoming guests, so stay tuned. I'm Liz Waluka, and thanks so much for listening.